Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Gay With God podcast, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Or are we still searching? The stories you hear on this podcast will melt your heart and strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible and you can be authentically gay with the God of your understanding. I'm your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gay With God podcast. I'm so happy that you're sharing your time with me today, and I appreciate all of the support that you guys give every week. So today I'm going to give you a little snippet of an untold story because it's relevant to what I'm going to talk about. And that's the the whole Monday, Thursday experience that I had at the parish this past week during Holy Week. So to begin with, when I was growing up, now this is an embarrassing story. Let me just tell you, I I have only disclosed this to a few people, but now I'm going to tell all of you. Not really sure about it, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. So one of the untold stories is that when I was a child, I would come home from school and I hated to wear shoes. I always hated to wear shoes. So I would take off my shoes right away. And invariably, someone in my family, my mother, my sister, someone in my family would say, oh, my God, go wash your feet. They stink. Now, I'm sure other people had stinky feet in my family, too, but I was called out all the time about how bad my feet smelled, and I was always told to go wash my feet. So enough of that happened that that I was then so paranoid to ever have my shoes off um, without washing my feet. So even as an adult growing up, you know, I would as soon as I would go get home to take off my shoes, I'd go right into the bathroom, wash my feet if I was going to take off my shoes. Part of that, I think, is because I don't have a sense of smell since being hit by lightning. So I don't have a sense of smell. So I don't know if my feet smell and I don't know if my breath smells. So I'm very conscientious about watching social cues that if some, if I speak to somebody and they back up, then I I assume that I have uh, bad breath. So this whole smelling thing has been an issue for a while. So last year, there was a Monday, Thursday service, but I did not go because I heard that there might be washing of feet. And we didn't do any of that at the church where I was growing up. So I wasn't exposed to that ever. I didn't know about it, but I would never go to like sock hops or dances where you would take your shoes off and then dance on the gym floor without, you know, just in your socks or something. I would never do any of that. If I was going to be in public, I washed my feet, wore sandals so that they would not be bound up in shoes so that I would not have stinky feet. So this past uh, Holy Week, our parish was doing a Monday, Thursday service and foot washing was going to happen. And I didn't want to go. (laughs) I wanted to go. I wanted to be a part of the service, but I didn't want to partake in the washing of the feet. So I went to the priest and I said, so what is the deal with Monday, Thursday and feet washing? And why is that important? And he did a really good job 
of not only telling me a, a personal story of a time that he also later put into his sermon. Um, so if you go to the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd and you look for the Monday Thursday service, you'll hear his sermon about how he really didn't ever want his feet washed either and um, and why it's so relevant and why there was so much foot washing in Jesus's time, which goes back to people not really having shoes and wearing these sandals and their feet were dirty and calloused and bloody and nasty. And so someone was always appointed to wash the feet of the guests as they came into someone's home because one, they were nasty. And, um, and so that kind of brought them into the home with a, a little bit cleaner state. And it was, you know, an, just a thing it, back then. And now it has evolved into being able to show that as Jesus did, he washed the feet of his disciples. And that was a labor of love. That was a, I think to me, it meant that it was sort of like, I, I may be Jesus and I may be divine and, you know, human, but, but I am going to serve you and I am here for you. And it's, it's a gift. It's a gift that Jesus gave to us. And it's a gift that we can return to others. And it's a symbolic way of connecting to one another and supporting one another and receiving a blessing so that we can then turn around and give that blessing to someone else. I understood what he was saying. And, and it's not that I don't want to participate in something like that, but I seriously had still this very big fear and, and I felt embarrassed. I didn't want to expose my feet. I didn't, you know, I had some pride in whether or not my body smells or not. You know, so I had a lot of things going on. Fear was the biggest one that I didn't, I, you know, doing new things, even though I'm always putting myself out there, doing new things can be very scary and you never know how it's going to turn out. And I really didn't want someone to then smell stinky feet. So he encouraged me, pray about it, to lean into it, um, to listen to the sermon and just see what comes up for me, try to figure out what is really going on inside. And so since we talked, you know, I, I did spend some quiet time. I did try to figure out what was the emotions behind my resistance and fear, of course, was number one and maybe a little pride, um, of, of my own cleanliness and whether or not I'm, I'm clean enough. Um, the other thing that came up for me was just a, a lot of resistance, resistance to, um, to change. And I've changed a lot <laughs> since coming out. I've changed a lot since starting this podcast. I've changed a lot since being in spiritual direction and going deeper into my relationship with God. I've changed a lot in how I, can hold space for things in the Bible that I don't understand and don't like hearing and space for understanding that there's always a deeper meaning that I may not be privy to. I'm able to hold that tension a little bit better so that I can be in an uncomfortable passage of scripture and not react with this, you know, shock reaction or this withdrawal um, of dislike without kind of thinking about what else could be going on or how else is this framed. And there are parts of the Bible that I don't know if we'll ever completely understand the reference in the historical context and, and what the message is for us. But there's a, a very 
nice way of of rereading a, a passage of scripture. It's called Lectio Divina, and we talked about it before, of being able to read it once and asking, you know, the question, what is this, what is coming up for me out of this passage? What words or phrases are, are kind of jumping out at me? Uh, reading it again and then asking the question, what do I think that this passage of scripture is saying to the people in uh, that community? Who was it written for? Who was it written to? Who was speaking? Um, how is it relevant? Uh, and then the third time of reading the scripture is, is you kind of ask yourself, what is, what is this passage of scripture saying to us, the body of the, of the church and the church and the community today? How is it relevant as a live living, breathing document? How is it live living in our lives today? What is, you know, what is important for us here in 2023 from this scripture written so many, many years ago? When I finally got to the church and I, and I had prepared myself, I washed my feet really well before I left home. I wore sandals, but it was pouring. We had three days of just pouring weather and, um, and it was lightning. So by the time I got to the church, of course, my feet were already soaked again from, from the water trying to get to my truck from the house. And it was lightning when I got there and it was pouring and there were puddles everywhere. And I was scared to get out of the truck. Not only did I not, I didn't know whether or not my feet getting wet in the sandals that I was wearing that were Keens, you know, so they had like the rubber sole and, and there, there was air moving, but it, you know, it's still, you sweat sometimes in the, in the Keens. And so I was afraid of that. I thought about running through the puddles without the shoes on. And then <laughs> I was afraid that the, that would hurt <laughs> running across the pavement. And I just got out of the truck. I mean, but I sat there probably for 10 minutes trying to wait for the lightning to stop. And then I heard a clap of thunder and I waited for a little bit longer. And then I just bolted for the door. So by the time I got there, I was soaked and I went directly to the bathroom and washed my feet again and tried to dry off my shoes as best I could and then um, found my seat. So the service started and um, Father Joe did his sermon. And in the sermon, he retold that story that he had told me. And he also said toward the end of the sermon, being a part of foot washing is that you can't really give away what you haven't received. And that Jesus is giving this example to us as a way to serve one another, to love one another, and to be in relationship with one another, and to be in relationship with him. Because as we receive that blessing, it is indicative of how Jesus washed our feet or his disciples' feet. And that if you turn around and then wash someone else's feet, you are reaching back out and giving that blessing. And in my head, I started thinking that, huh, if if somebody really wants to serve another person and I don't participate in that, I kind of reject it, then that person is not able to be of service and they're not receiving the feelings and the the deep connection that they could have felt in doing that service. You know, I, I, I like many people who are givers are, are more comfortable giving of myself than I am receiving 
from others. And so that continues to be a way to break myself open and and go deeper. And I told Father Joe later that, you know, how I felt about it. So I did decide to go up and have my feet washed and I was <laughs> not comfortable and I didn't want to do it really um, on one on one part of me. And yet I didn't do it because anybody expected me to do it. I mean, Father Joe even said in his sermon, you know, everyone can, you know, no one should, you know, you can, uh, but there wasn't an expectation of whether or not anybody does it. But I wanted to continue to open myself. And when you start to grow and you start to move forward in your life, the last thing you want to do is shut it down, at least from my perspective. I mean, I I don't want to shut down my forward progress in going deeper in my relationship with God and my walk with Jesus. And I also don't want to shut down myself in fear. So knowing that fear was the leading factor, I didn't have any ethical concerns. I didn't have any, you know, concerns on any other level. It was basically just the fear and my own pride in whether or not I smelled. So when I went up, I I first thought I'll go and get my feet washed by Father Joe because I trust him and because we'd had a conversation about it and he already knew about my stinky issue. (laughs) And but he was not available. And so when I was given, when the usher called my, my pew to come up and I walked up, my buddy Mike was available. And so I went to him and as I sat down, I leaned over and I said to him, I've never done this before. And he said, thank you for telling me. And he said, bless you. And so he started the process. He told me what he was going to do and he started the process and it was the most gentle, experience I've ever had. And it, and it gave me a very profound feeling of being nurtured. And, um, I would have then washed the feet of someone else, but I was toward the end of the line and there was not anyone right behind me. And so I, I, you know, I moved on back to my pew, but I really felt not this overwhelming aha, uh, or any great, you know, Saul experience of blinding lights and <laughs> a big change, but I felt connected. And when we finished, we exchanged a hug and he was so sweet to say how much, you know, he appreciated me and he's so glad that I'm at this parish and that, you know, that they're so much better off with me there. And it was just so tender and so sweet. And it's not that he was giving me compliments, but that he felt connected enough to me to give me a gift of how I am moving in that church and how I'm impacting that church. And that was just really sweet. So I told Father Joe later, about my experience and how glad I was that I did lean in and challenge, you know, myself in that way. And he asked me what made the difference. He said, I I was hoping that you didn't go down just because we had that conversation and I encouraged you to try it because, you know, he didn't want me to do it just for him, which I did not. Yeah, I did it for me, but he was a big part of helping me to, to work through that and to talk it through. And so he was really grateful that I was able to identify the things that were holding me back and why I wanted to move forward. Because the one thing I want in this world and in my life as I walk in this world 
is to follow exactly what God is calling me to do. And if it is to be in this podcast, that if it, if it is to publish that memoir, if it is to sit in uncomfortable places and find my way to move toward it instead of away from it, when it's about my own spiritual growth, I always want to lean in and move forward. So I am moving forward with every time that something is feeling uncomfortable, I'm trying to lean in. There are a couple things at the parish that I, I have not found the need to lean into. One is because I'm very busy with all the other things I'm doing, but there are some, some other things at the parish that I don't know if I will do as a way to serve others. And I don't have to do everything, which is something I, I am now able to kind of put in place that, you know, all are called and not one person needs to do everything. So there are a lot of people in our parish that volunteer and serve in lots of different capacities and something fits you or something doesn't, you know, the tech team was the way that I got kind of started in with a service and I'm just not comfortable live streaming services when there are technical issues because I can't solve them and I don't have the brain to to figure that out. That's not how my brain works. So my brain is more compassion-based and my brain is more serving in a way that is tangible. Like I can, I can serve you uh, the cup of wine and I can read <laughs> and I, I can do pastoral care visits that's all cool. That that's in my wheelhouse and I love it. Other things I may lean into later. Um, but some of the things I probably won't and that's okay. So as we move forward, being able to decide what is a way that, that lights you up, you know, what, what lights you up, what gives you joy, what brings you extra energy, because if it's something that you really dislike a lot, and you've tried it, but you really dislike it and it's bringing you angst and and you don't feel comfortable and you're dreading it, it's not a calling. I don't think we get called into something that drains us every time we do it. And the anxiety that I felt around the live streaming was a lot. Um, and I am so grateful for the people who continue to do it so that we can all see it, but it's just not for me. So that untold story of, of how people's comments about you can lead, uh, you know, just quietly uh, into a lifetime of you living small. You know, I never would have, I never would have gone to these fun things where people took off their shoes to go somewhere. And I was very uncomfortable if I ever went into someone's home and they asked us to take off our shoes at the door. So I normally would wear sandals all the time, but I, my feet like to be cool. So I don't, I don't mind that. Um, and I wore Birkenstocks for years and years and years. So that was just kind of the way I was, but it all, I think, stemmed from that fear of stinky feet. And if I had on sneakers or other shoes, I would never take them off in public. And if I did, I was in an anxious mess the whole time. So I don't know if my family just has like a super nose or if, um, I don't know where that all came from. I apparently didn't offend Mike because <laughs> he didn't fall over. <laughs> and later I told him the next son that the Sunday after, because he, he and I served as lectors and Eucharistic ministers that Sunday. So we were in the back together and he again, thanked me for coming to him and allowing him the honor of washing my feet. And so I told him a little bit of the backstory 
And he said he w he never would have known. And so, by the way, he said, I didn't smell your feet. <laughs> so it worked out for everybody concerned. So today I just want us to to settle into as we're being gay with God and we're, we're reclaiming our faith and you honor all of your story, the good, the bad and the and the unknown and the ugly or whatever it is, own it and then see whether or not it's some parts of that is still holding you back from being all that you can be in the relationship with the God of your understanding. So I hope that will give you something to think about. And in the, the next months to come, I'll continue to be doing the Ask Me Anything so that you can hear more untold stories or actual parts of the memoir. Um, and that's going to come up on April 13th of this week. And that's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ask me anything. You can find the Zoom link on my Gay With God Facebook group. You can also find it on my personal Facebook page. If you want to join the Gay With God Facebook group, you will have a chance to join us each month on a um, Faith Journey Zoom meetup. And we have some folks joining us that uh, are across the pond and um, other people who are in the United States. So it's it's a great little small group right now of us, but we join. We would love to have other people join, and that would be wonderful. So that actually tonight, April 10th, if you're listening to this today, April 10th at 6.30 is our Faith Journey group. And if you want to join that, you'll need to get on Facebook join the Gay With God Facebook group. Make sure that you answer the questions so that you can be invited on the inside and you can find the link there or you can go to my Facebook page and get the link from there. And that is at 630 tonight on April 10th. All right. So thank you for listening to that. And I hope that you can find a deeper walk in your um, relationship with the God of your understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and are questioning whether you can be gay and be in relationship with the God of your understanding, if you identify as LGBTQIA or not even sure if you are gay, God has always been within you, even when you didn't know it. You have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community. And as always, you are loved. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.